Good morning, anchorites and fellow travelers in the light of truth known as the simulation. Surfing the digital waves of the ones and the zeros. Toes to the nose, hanging 10, 10, the ones and the zeros and finding the peace in mathematics themselves as we improve our ability to perceive mathematics, encounter new opportunities of awareness of future mathematics we are not yet equipped to understand and to know that as we go further down the mathematical rabbit hole of possibility that is reality itself at no time should we doubt the mathematician and now you know are you like james the first or the most or the greater or the less there's two of them there's james the greater there's james the less and he's like hey we're the best right he's like settle down I always like that story. What I do like about the uh, the story of, uh, well, it, it comes down to the, the, the mechanism of where we accept truth at the gut, at the seat of our subconscious, where, well, our, our subconscious processing uh, encounters the divine. And so in the same way that the angel of the Lord visits Mary and says, this is what we got for you. And she says, yep. In the same way, Jesus comes upon James and says, follow me. And what does he do? He uh, drops his net and he, he just leaves it. Think about that. You're at, you're at work, whatever your job is, whatever your job is, and hopefully whatever your job is, is your passion. And the reason that you leap out of bed right on your knees to thank God for the fact that you are able to wake up to achieve the dream of being able to enjoy your work so much that every day is a vacation and a joy-filled opportunity as a, well, as situations change. So now you know. So in the same way that Mary said, yep, I'm all in. In the same way James said, yep, I'm all in, dropped his nets and they went. He didn't say, hey, I got to go home and go get something. Hey, I got to go ask. He wasn't any of that. All right. I, I got to put this away. Hey, it's full of fish. These things are going to, they just said, yeah, let's go. And in that same way that the framers of our Constitution at the Continental Congress walked into that room and locked the door behind them and said that we are not leaving until this is accomplished, you should then lock the door behind your old life in the same metaphorical standpoint that the, well, if you want to go cephalopod millions and millions of Precambrian years later when the you can look at a nautilus. The nautilus is a, is a beautiful creature because the nautilus creates a chamber that it lives in. And as the nautilus grows, the chamber that it creates um, is perfectly suited to fit the current size that they are. And they wall off the previous chamber that they were living in before. So when you cut the cross section, of a nautilus you see perfect chamber upon chamber upon chamber upon chamber which is well that's just the point of change it's the part of growth it's the part of continued renewal that is your faith and the ultimate ultimate mercy that uh, christ can provide and with that mercy with that healing with that well you're all in every single chip you have is on that table You've dropped your net, you've said yes, and now you're smiling, dialing into the simulation, getting deeper and deeper and deeper into your faith. And isn't that an excellent place to be? So um, after this, uh, yeah, I made a video earlier. That video is gonna be on YouTube. Um, 
you know, if you, if you want to, you know, if you're like, hey, why do I got to go to your stupid Facebook? And then I got to go to your Wattpad. Hey, I got to go to Anchor. You've, I mean, what, what is all this content? What I've figured out, which I have the ability to do, is on my Wattpad. So that's wattpad.com backslash John Toll 8, the number 8. Um, if you go on there, and I'll post it on the link on my socials. So on the top part of the thing is my YouTube video, then the blog I write today, and below that, the link to this very podcast. So thank you for listening. Um, I would, well, I'd endeavor to believe that in the same way, a fully accepting belief of a life of faith opens a door that brings in an undeniable light and an undeniable newness of your situation that you would step into the room that you would then lock that door behind you. Now, some of us, if we have a, if we have some uh, disordered emotions, if we have some, if some of our internal processes that may be causing us to choose areas of opportunity that may be labeled sinful, sinful in the sense that as we are discerning the Holy Spirit itself, perhaps it is those activities of sin that, well, like cover over our receptors and how are we able to well, receive the fullness of God's mercy if we are then kinking the hose, as they say. So, uh, yeah, let it, let it open. Let Hulkamania of your faith run wild in the prayers and the vitamins as we bring America back from the brink. And uh, we truly make your life great again by you moving you out of your way and letting God be God through you as the conduit where you get to experience the joy of life and faith. And when people ask you why you're so happy, you say, it's all God. The ego will say, nah, it's me. It's because of this, because of this, because of this, because of this. And then I get excited and I do something else. It's me, it's me, it's me. And what they say with the pride goes the fall. So now you know. What are you going to do with that information? Hopefully, Google Ignatian Discernment. Google uh, the Divine Office. I hope you are praying the rosary. Find a prayer practice. Um, I'll tell you that the Pray As You Go app is killer. They have a breathing meditation in there. They have visualization meditations. They have full body meditations. And they have a different way of, well, just a different way of engaging in your prayer practice. And maybe you might learn a practice inside of there that you can apply to your quiet time when you sit. I'm reading a book right now uh, called... uh, the Silent Hour, and it's about Quaker spirituality um, and how they, you know, they have um, how it's they call it programmed or unprogrammed. How about that? The uh, the programmed is when they have a pastor come in and he leads the silence. So what they come in, they sit down and they sit in perfect silence and they settle into that silence. And in that collective, well, everybody open-heartedly sitting in silence and actively doing that. They open a collective subconscious that allows God's spirit, light, inner voice to come through. And if they're given something, if they're given something in there and they choose to voice it to the rest of the room, they can. Or they sit there in silence and the information that you're getting is yours and yours alone. I didn't make the rules. I'm not a Quaker. I'm just saying as a Catholic, when we raise up the host, when we have the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ, they're available on the altar in the blessing of the consecrated host and the consecrated wine and the sharing of the blessed sacrament as it now, if you're a daily communicate, communicant, which means you get communion daily, it is coursing, it is coursing through your veins. And in the same way, a gun 
is a magnet for another gun, in the same way intelligence is a magnet for other intelligence, in the same way that a kinked hose is a magnet for another kinked hose, in another way that the top level of intelligence, the top levels of faith, and the top levels of acceptance share a language that few have access to. And in the sharing of that language is the sharing of the opportunity stream to then get a deeper message that you can bring back to change the world. And that is what I'm calling upon you to do today. And you're already doing it by the fact that you've taken the time to listen to this. So sit down, think, well, don't think, unconsciously be at who you really are. Be that person, be you at the level that grows your skin. Be there at the level that makes your heart beat. Be there at the level that is your breathing when you are not aware of your breathing because you're focused on something stupid on the internet. Now you know, it's nine minutes in. Thank you, Anchorites. In fact, look up Anchorites, okay? So I'm going to nickname my people here at Anchor. You're all Anchorites. So um, in the uh, monastery uh, realm, we have the Cenobites, we have the Anchorites, and we've got uh, two others that they really don't like. Um, so there's even beef inside of the uh, inside of the monasteries, and who thinks that they're doing it best? The anchorites were people who uh, just would be locked up in a little room, and they would uh, pray unceasingly for community, and they would be given food, and they had helpers and handlers, and people would visit them, but they didn't leave the house. They didn't leave the monastery. Interesting. So they were anchored in this place of prayer, and it was the anchoring of these people doing that prayer that was supposedly the anchoring of the cornerstone of the church itself. Fascinating. And if you screwed up in that thing, they brought you out, then you got in trouble, and then they threw you back in with even more spiritual direction, and you had to live the rest of your life doing what you had already done before you screwed up, except you were going to hell and you couldn't get out of it. Wow, how about that for the Middle Ages? Anyways, do some Googling that is uh, something other than uh, the value of uh, the lack of nutrition inside of opinion. That's, that's, a, that's a fair enough assessment. JohnToll.com, my albums, whatever it is you do all day, clean and jerk, 11 rounds of MMA, Shrooming and kind of alive at Cold Town, live in Austin, never a victim of circumstance, are all available on iTunes, Amazon. They are available on, um, well, wherever streaming services are found, Pandora, there's a channel, all that fun stuff. Uh, add it in your repertoire if you want to get into the music, you already know. But if you don't and you're new, Pit Boss 2000, PC Death Squad, through it all. Point of recognition. Go listen to Ringworm and download all of that or buy it. Or if you can uh, buy something, you know what? It supports what we're building here. So you anchorites, thank you so much. God bless you. And, uh, well, enjoy the audio from the video I made earlier. What up, nerds? It's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. What a beautiful day here. It is... Um, Wednesday, tonight I'm going to be at Comedy Works uh, downtown hosting the uh, the new Faces show. So that's going to be um, exciting. Comedy is always exciting, especially when it's funny, because that's what makes it good. And that's what makes rock good when rockers rock at the highest level at their expectations. Uh, Jason Bonham, last night, uh, 
gave a an amazing speech about his father when he said that he kind of was saddened by the fact that he didn't realize how great his dad was while his dad was still here and he was able to appreciate it. And it wasn't until his dad had died that he was able to have this realization. And so instead of, you know, just dwelling on it and having that be the foundation of who you perceive yourself to be, this this guy goes out there and says, you know what, to honor my father, to make my father proud, I'm going to play my ass off and rock at the top level of my ability. And uh, yeah, Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience, absolutely, absolutely great. Um, gave way to Whitesnake and David Coverdale, who said at one point, don't ever let anyone make you scared, which I, I thought was a good, um, it's a true statement. But it's also don't allow yourself to be scared by understanding, A, the mechanism of your own fear and the mechanism of things that drive the mechanism of your own fear. Do you understand that? You have control over said values and how you perceive things. So if you look at everything as fearful and doom and gloom and, uh, and you believe in whatever you're currently believing at, well, then that's just where you are. It may not be the truth objectively it's just your truth and on your deathbed you're probably going to wish you had spent a little more time well with just a better general attitude and uh yeah after white snake uh foreigner came on i mean how many songs did they play all of them it was like a greatest hits the whole concert was just greatest hits which was off people were singing and dancing and just the the like I said, when you're singing your favorite songs, surrounded by thousands of people singing their favorite song, and nobody's judging the way they sing, and everybody is joining the cacophony, the chorus, the beauty of what it means to rock. Yeah, and people left with smiles on their faces. And as a person who, A, makes music, who's performed live music, and understands production and lighting and uh, all of it, it was a slam dunk so hopefully you have uh, you have some um, well you have some confidence in me when I have an opinion about a concert like that. There you go. If you don't like the music, well then you would say that my value and my ability to perceive rock might even be hedged on how much rock you think I actually am. How about that? Where is the parsing of your judgment that ultimately creates the editing point of the information that you get? Well, now you know. All right, so that was the concert, and uh, I bring all of that up to say, um, well, what are you going to do? You can be an exciting part of an event, or you can be a negative critic. And I've I've made things that, that people haven't liked. I've I've made a comedy album that, uh, in fact, there was a dude here in Denver who hated the album, and. A, a, not a comic, so who gives a fuck, okay? If you don't do comedy, who gives a fuck what you think about comedy? You're not us, so suck it, okay? On top of that, all right, the dude before that had this literally shit on Brian Posehn's previous album. I mean, in the, it was almost like the, the, negative, the negative piece on Posehn was like my negative piece, but in my negative piece, like Brian Posehn's like D got S'd at the highest level almost as an apology for the previous bad review so you look at this you're going oh well if this dude hates Brian Posehn 
or did and now all of a sudden it's cool to like him maybe if i say something good i'll get in the inner graces of whatever you think Patton oswald and all of those uh comedians in portland doing comedy tours whatever that was called if that's what you did to s that d to get into that arena of being accepted by the quote-unquote elevated cool kids of the late 90s and early 2000s then i get it it's a business but as a comedian that makes comedy, who released an album with laughing throughout, so if your review does not say, despite the laughing throughout, despite the audience enjoying it, my critique, non-comedian opinions are, go, go, you know where you to go, pound sand. Do you understand that? So I say the rock thing to say the comedy thing. To say the fact that if you listen to Scott Adams today, you'll know that he, he brought up a, a funny a point, or maybe one of his one of his commenters might have said it first, and he might have just reiterated it. When he did say, um, he said, in, in a world of uh, Yanni and Laurel, to have uh, to have um, the attorney who brings the audio fourth that is now currently being discussed his name is Lonnie which is what come on it's just and he said is this further proof that we're living in a computer simulation and I venture maybe okay um but what did you hear in the tape I uh, you heard you heard Donald Trump uh say the word cash and based on his um well Based on what you, now this is involves mind reading because you have to have his frame of mind using his tonality, using those audio words that we heard to determine when he says cash, what did he mean by cash? And then the person that he's talking to, the same person that is recording surreptitiously and illegally recording these conversations because in New York, you have to, and mind you, if this is in both people are in New York, you have to have two-party consent. Now, if I'm Donald Trump and I know that I am poised to win the campaign, I know that operatives of all sides have been in and around my campaign sniffing, looking for a reason, looking for any, any, any just tiny piece of the armor where they can get the slightest arrow in to make any bit of damage. I may know. And in fact, because I'm so aware that people are listening currently because of, uh, well, all of our governmental programs and, uh, and, the, and the data collection that's happening at the ISP level and the NSA level, the fact that he's been doing business since the 80s, do you think that this gentleman, when he enters into a phone conversation, always knows that it's being recorded? So that if you hear him say the word cash and then you put whatever your spin bias you mind read to believe what he meant when he said it and then the answer back to him from this person who recorded the phone call is no no is that person saying you're right i'll use a check no no cash i'm saying no to cash or is he saying no cash is right and therein well you got to read that dude's mind Oh, all of a sudden we have to be mind readers to figure out what's going on in a world where people hear Yanni and people hear Laurel. Should that be concerning to us? Um, the fact that, uh, you know, um, it's perfect. Uh, it's just perfect. Um, well, it's strategic ambu ambiguity. So whose strategy is it? 
whose idea was it to leak the tape? Whose idea was it to get the tape? Whose idea was it to make the tape? Whose idea was it to have a pre-conversation about the making of said tape? If you knew that they were looking for anything to try to get you, would you not, in a strategic standpoint, create the most salacious storyline in the history of politics to put it on the front page of the corporations that are going to spin it one way and spin it the other, and you own the ball? And it's your ball, and it's your game. And when it's time for you to take it home, you will. And they're going to be left up S Creek, sans paddle. And now what? You've won because you understood their business. And you understood your business in creating news to make their business so much so that you own them. And what's the comeuppance? Some ne'er-do-well Antifa member takes a pickaxe to a Hollywood star in the middle of Hollywood... Have you been to Hollywood? There's not, a, there's not a cop in sight. Think about that. What was not happening that allowed... How about this? How about, a Holly, how, about a, how about a city like Hollywood that has a certain political leaning and the amount of money that they have and the amount of resources and the best protest they can lodge is what is the equivalent of somebody going into a Hollywood store and just knocking all those fake Emmys off the shelf and saying, fuck TV or FTV. I'm sorry, I didn't want to swear. Um... So that is where we find ourselves in post-truth America, where facts no longer matter. We are going to see, forget about what you hear, and what you are going to have your bias that would allow you to either believe you can mind read or you can't. We are actually going to have, well, the FISA warrant itself, unredacted, and the transcripts from what the lawyers say in these FISA courts and forget about what is going to happen when we get into the frame of mind of a well of a uh, of an attorney saying well this is the evidence that we have and these are the people providing us the evidence and based on these people's track records of providing evidence we can assume that the evidence provided is the evidence provided and if nobody asks further questions beyond that have they lied by not saying the, the origin of the information? No, they just gave the legal opinion that they gave to win their case, and in this, case, in this case, get a warrant. You need to wonder, and we all need to wonder, why is this, well, what is coming down the pike where the average U.S. citizen is watching a legal process play out over television where most of the punditry can only use mind reading to say well if so and so said this that he must have been thinking of x because that's why he would say this you're going to live in a world where in a court of law you are going to be given not only text video and audio of yourself creating that text message but at the same time every single one of those edits every single time you put the phone down every single thing you looked at in between the crafting of the message is going to be there and available and if we know that human beings can only only bring in one fact at a time in our awareness and we now know 
that literally facts don't matter and reality is just a perception of illusion, what is that going to mean to the rule of law when everything is run at the quantum AI level beyond the speed of humans? What happens when you get the computer that can mind read? And now what? And how long has that thing already been working? The simulation is real. Jesus is real. Learn Spanish. Become a plumber. Learn how to fix something. Build something. Believe in Jesus. Get a gun. Eat a salad. Go work out and stay positive. What other choice do you have? Smile and dial from every single point of your perception of your own emotional state. Because that's really all you have to control over is the fact that the situations are neutral and the filters and the perceptions that you put on them are yours. And you need to take ownership of them and what can be measured can be managed, then it's about rewiring and using your ability to perceive to make the world better and to give. There you go, people. That's enough, right? That's enough, huh? Comedy Works tonight, Wednesday, uh, Sushi High Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Denver Improv, P. Coriali. If you want free passes, uh, hit me up and I will hook it the F up. Any social, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Thanks for following me. Thanks for listening. And I hope you are praying today. Pray the rosary. Google the divine office. Google Ignatian discernment and learn to pray and work in peace for the glory of the kingdom. God bless.